Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host, William Powell, the king of DC media. Good evening, dear listeners. Tonight, I'm welcoming to the show acting coach extraordinaire John Pilata, who will be opening new studios in Silver Spring, Maryland, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Atlanta, Georgia, and Los Angeles, California. Also on the line will be Charles Johnson, who runs the Silver Spring studio, Paul Chapman, who runs the Atlanta studio, and Isadora Obato, who runs the Los Angeles studio. You can find out more by navigating to www.johnpalata.com. That's two L's and two T's. I see everyone is on the line, so let me go ahead and bring everyone on the air. Good evening, everyone. Hello, William. Hey, how are you, Will? Fantastic, fantastic. It's always a delight to have you on the show. I'm going to plunge right in. John, so... Talk about how these studios came to be. Which ones? Well, ones. actually, let's <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the new ones. Okay, you know, um, as you know, we are uh, we're all in uh, Paul and Charles. We've been part of the studio for years. Um, we're in New York, Philadelphia. Philadelphia's been open a year. A little less than a year, about nine months. And uh, uh, I originally I was in Washington and switched over to Baltimore. Uh, Charles, who is a, a master uh, teacher and, and coach, um, um, you know, he started out with a Baltimore studio. And Paul, who's been with me, uh, you probably recognize Paul. He guest starred in. Uh, and and um, wait, what's him the guy that did the Harry Potter Paul? I forgot his name. Daniel Radcliffe. Yes, Radcliffe. Uh, Paul co-starred with Daniel Radcliffe in in his in a recent movie, and uh, Paul's been with me for about five years. And um, you know, we were getting a lot of uh, um, people that were wanting um, both the Virginia D.C. area as well as Atlanta, because, uh, of course, as you know, there's a lot happening in Atlanta. Um, right. But, uh, you know, um, Paul, who is teach himself as well as Charles, um, you know, they, they've decided to uh, open up um, studios there. You know, so... Uh, right. Yeah, so, um, you know, take on the, the needs of the acting community, both in uh, Atlanta, and we were getting overwhelming response to come back to the um, Maryland, D.C., Virginia area, and, of course, Charles Charles is there. But, um, yeah, it's just me trying to meet the needs of, of, a, of a growing acting community in the area. I mean, there's lots happening here, of course, as you know, uh, but, you know, our, our people are spread out, and sometimes traffic-wise it's difficult for people to come to Baltimore and it's difficult for me on, on a one day notice to get to Atlanta or, uh, um, Virginia. Cause then that gets into overnight stuff and I don't have my sleeping bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all right. 
Fantastic. William, this so let me move on to uh, I, th- I think each each uh, city has unique challenges. So, Paul, I'm going to start with you. So the Atlanta market, what's some of the challenges for actors down there in the Atlanta market? Well, the, Amer- the Atlanta market has become the third largest market in the U.S. Uh, behind New York City and Los Angeles. Um, so the studios here are growing larger by the minute. So there's a lot of work down here. There's um, a lot of talent down here, but there's not a whole lot of teaching going on here. So uh, I found that a lot of the um, the actors that are filming down here in Atlanta are coming from different markets. So we're just trying to build up the um, the quality of acting here in Atlanta. All right. All right. Okay, so Charles, I'm going to go go to you. Uh, what's some of the challenges and uh, basically the Silver Spring uh, DMV market? Well, right now the DMV market is very popular. There's a lot of independent films coming on. There's a lot of uh, shows, TV shows through Sirens Media and Storyhouse Productions that are going on. So there's always a lot of work. Uh, we were getting up in Baltimore 30 to 40 people on our nights of intensives. These were free nights that people could come and see our classes up there, and they expressed and I, you know, that they wanted to join, but the traffic going from the DMV area to Baltimore was always so heavy and so distant for a lot of folks because some of the folks have been working uh, down in Richmond and uh, various areas in Virginia. So the biggest challenge has been the traffic going to Baltimore, and that's why we decided to go ahead and open up a studio in Silver Spring, which is kind of central to the DMV area. Excellent, excellent. Okay, uh, Isadora, talk about uh, Los Angeles. What's some of the the challenges out there? Unfortunately, she's on Eastern Time and and it's uh, 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 California Time. She's still in the coaching session, so she's not with us right now. Okay, I got you. No problem, no problem. So, John, talk quickly about uh, you have the the Art of the Audition event coming up. Talk about that. Um, it's 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 re- retitled the Art of Cinematic Acting. Um, you know, the Art of Audition. Every every acting school has the audition classes and whole reading classes. But honestly, you, how how many whole reading and audition classes can you take? you've got to actually apply it to um, something more, something greater. So what we do, uh, myself, Charles will be doing it, and Paul will be doing it, is actually taking it to another step further. Besides the auditioning classes and the, uh, and the cold reading and basic film scene study, um, we'll be taking them to the next level, which is actually filming them. I think we're the only people on the entire East coast uh, besides Chicago, Chicago does it, but I'm the only one doing it there as well. I'm also in Chicago. Um, I was supposed to be there tonight, but I canceled for certain reasons. But, um, you know, the, the art of audition, it's much more, you know, than just a cold reading class or an audition technique class, how you are in that class doesn't translate to how you're going to be on set. In turn, we, take that and we film them as though they are in a supporting role or they are a lead or an under five. So they have something they could take to 
the industry people, the people that call the shots, the, the, the people that make the call, and showing them that they can handle um, a supporting role or a lead. And there's a lot of success stories in our class. We have um, Paul, Charles, and myself, a seven-year-old named Maxwell Owens, really never acted before. Now he's guest starring in Law & Order. So he's uh, <laughs> seven years old. He's probably the highest paid actor in Baltimore. <laughs> nice. So, uh, you know, honored that he came out of our classes. And then we have Hope, who just uh, nailed a national commercial, and Zephyr, who's uh, guest starring on, um, on the, for um, what, some Netflix show. Well, it's a comedy like, channel yeah. show she's going to be Comedy on. channel, that's what it is. And um, is Hope, it on Netflix, Charles? And Hope was recently in The Detour on TBS. Yeah, The Detour. Yeah, and yeah, so our, our people, our young people are working and, you know, take our, our, uh, our students that, you know, uh, in their 20s and 30s, you know, that have never acted before. Lisa Maroney just starred in a movie a couple months ago. I forgot the name of it. Um, but she's also has a major supporting role in a movie that Charles is the DP, uh, written by an up-and-coming screenwriter from your area, Will. Um, oh, nice. Mark Dixon. What's his Mark name? Mark Dick- Dixon. Okay. Yeah, and um, I'm casting as well. So Lisa, who's never, she's only been acting a couple months, maybe about eight months, is already scoring substantial um, sirens, media roles, uh, auditions, callbacks, House of Cards. So right, yeah. Um, also, will uh, we things just are happening for the show that uh, Mark Dixon's putting together, we also cast Sean Pleward this past week. Who oh, you nice. just recently had on your show. Oh, fantastic. That's good to hear. Yep. Yeah, he was on my up-and-coming show. That's fantastic news. Mm. Awesome. But, um, awesome. So this is... Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to play a little thought experiment. Uh, so I guess, Charles, I'll put you on the spot first. So I'm a young uh, actor or even an older actor, and uh, I hear about a uh, an event at the John Pilata Studio in Silver Spring, Maryland. So I hear the teachers is this guy named Charles Johnson. So give me your uh, elevator speeches to why uh, Charles Johnson is uh, – Uniquely qualified to teach me how to uh, excel in the business. Well, Charles Johnson's been in the television production community for 35 years. He's worked as a producer, director. He's also worked as an actor. He studied uh, with Lee Strasberg, and he studied particularly with John Pilata. And uh, having been in the industry for as long as I have, I've gained a certain amount of knowledge because I've been around actors, I've been around directors, and directed myself. So I have a unique understanding of what's required for actors in production, depending on their role. Fantastic. Paul, Paul, how about you? What's your speech? Well, I have been trained by the master John Pallotta himself. And I understand um, John's philosophy of ballistics, which is getting you to be in the moment and to be able to deliver on the spot and to be able to change your style based on what the director is looking for. Uh, I've been in uh, numerous television shows, um, guest starring roles, 
Uh, I've been on set with um, uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Nestor Carbonell and Tony Tony Collette, who was in Sixth Sense. And I've I've got a lot of on-camera experience, which, I mean, if you're going to be a film and television actor, training is great, getting pointers is great, but getting in front of the camera, doing your thing in front of 50 people, that's where the real training happens. In order to get there, you've got to study the basics. So that's what I can bring to the table. Excellent, excellent. So, John, I'm going to backtrack a little bit, talk a little bit about uh, some of the hot projects going down there in Virginia Beach. All right, Virginia Beach is, we're just securing location uh, location right now. Right now, I don't know how far it is, uh, 500 miles or whatnot. So we're, we're securing locations. We're set for sometime around June, late June, just um, – you know, it, it's hard visualizing what a space looks like, knowing that um, when we go down there and Charles will be there or hopefully Paul, you know, we're anticipating probably somewhere up and over 100 people. So I have to, you know, make sure they got chairs. This is from 500. I don't know how far is Virginia Beach from where I am. I don't know how far it is. So you got to make sure they have chairs, got to make sure they have all, all the uh um, stuff we need, you know, to, 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 to film and make sure we're able to house a hundred people. Um, Five, 500 so, um, miles from what, from where? I don't know. From New York? From, from New I, don't York know where, I don't know <laughs> where. Three and a half hours, three and a half hours from DC, depending on I-95 so traffic. Five and a half uh, I don't know. Yeah. hours from me. I grew up there, yeah. so I'm familiar. Yeah. So, um, you know, and plus what I'd like to make sure is that, um, the necessary part of the of the of the intensive is making sure that um, one you know I'd like to invite I think yes um, um, some industry down there I'd like to invite um, but once I secure once we all secure the space then we are um, in and then once we secure dates times and everything then we'll contact the local industry. I think Sylvia is there, Paul. Sylvia Hudson. Yeah, she's there. I'd like to see if she'd like to come on by. I mean, going into an area, it's important to establish relationships with the industry because they are a necessary part of of the environment. So I'd like to invite her and whoever wants to come down. Um, Once you go to a place, only because I, I travel to Chicago. When I do go there, um, it'll probably be after that quarterly intensives. Uh, Chicago, I do weekly, biweekly. You know, so I'm there every week. Baltimore, there every week. Philly, every week. New York, forever. But, um, you know, I want to make sure we have everything down packed. Um, you know, uh, going in with a lot of equipment, cameras, everything. So, you know, it's a planning thing, but it's it's we already got the green light. We're go ahead from the board directors. There's exactly. people over me, Will. There's board of directors. Right. My board of directors are um, my parent company is called the Cutting Edge Theater. It used to be one of the largest theaters in in New York City. 
was called The Cutting Edge. Uh, my board of directors is Ruben Branche, who was uh, the director, the uh, producer of the executive producer of Little Women on Broadway, as well as one of the uh, few producers of the television show Smash. And then there's also, you know, Annie Shapiro, rest her soul, was the, also the board of directors. Uh, she's no longer with us. And um, Robert Downey Sr., that's Junior's father, who I've known for many, many eons, is also on the board of directors of the Cutting Edge Theater. So, um, I mean, the ultimate decision is mine. Um, you know, along with Charles and Paul's where we open up, you know, just I guess a bottle of Jack would help. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's the reality of it. But you know, um, you know, they they we I just have to go to them to let them know what I'm doing, so I'm not like spending money foolishly. But uh, you know, I want to go there, and I I think you know Paul coming in, and Charles coming in, and 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 you know me, it's it's bringing stuff that I think this area has never had before. Well, nothing against any anybody else that's teaching. They're all doing a wonderful job. But, you know, in New York, um, it's it's the most highly competitive uh, city on the planet. You know, and yeah. it's a matter of actors working. And our actors are working. You know, Paul is an example of that. Charles is an example of that. Seven-year-old Maxwell is an example of that. All the way up to 31-year-old Lisa Mulroney. But, um, and that's... And that's the whole key is to get the actors working. I was with John Pallotta for maybe six weeks, two months uh, when I first started acting, and I started getting steady work. So his methodologies allow you to learn the key aspects quickly so you can get out there and start working. And working is the best teacher. <laughs> I agree with that. Absolutely. I agree with that. Okay. So what I want to do now is just ask some practical questions. Um, they're kind of like the business side of the business. So I guess, uh, Charles, I'll start with you on this. Um, do you think it's actors are ever too old to start acting? No. Actually, no one is ever too old to start acting because I've always seen that there's multiple roles for people of all ages. In fact, um, I get a lot of casting notices through Facebook, etc., from many different casting directors, and I'm always seeing posts from people that uh, put age brackets from 16 to 80 or 16 to 90. So you're never too old. You can always learn. Everyone's I agree. All right. I'm a I'm yeah, a prime example. Ahead, Go ahead. I'm a prime ahead, example. I did some acting in college, but I didn't start doing it uh, for, you know, a, a second career until I was 49. So no, huh. it's it's never too late. It's all it's all about how passionate you are. If that's something you want to do and you put your whole heart and soul into it, you can do it. it doesn't matter. Age does not matter. All mm. right. All right. You know, it's, okay. Well, so, you know what it is? my 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 youngest student is seven years old, Maxwell Owens. My oldest is ninety-one. Well, she doesn't wow. that much, but ninety-one. She was one of the first fighter female pilots 
you know, um, of the Cold War era. Um, you know, and um, she she is probably ninety ninety one years old, but she wants to get in, into it. You know, and and um, because she gets a lot of speaking engagement. Um, so he, she is my oldest actor, Bill. Right behind her, uh, Bill Rapp is eighty six, and he's been with me since I opened uh, fifteen years ago. So, um, and I think that's what's important is our people have been with us for years. You know, they go, they do something, but they always come back. They come back for coaching. They come back for brushing up. Um, my phone is always open to, to, to them. Um, you know, and, and plus, I, you know, most importantly, in the Baltimore area, we are the only one that um, actually has an ongoing studio, and we don't even live there. You know, so, you know, um, other folks are offering workshops and, you know, six, six-week six cold reading classes. We're the only folks that are offering ongoing classes. And I know, for an example, uh, from talking to industry, when they look at your resume, they would like to see that you're, you're educating yourself, you're investing in your career on a regular basis, not just a cold workshop here and there. Um, they want to know, I want to ask you a question, Will. You ever go to the doctor? Oh, absolutely. Would you go to a part-time doctor? Nope. No, same thing. I would not hire a part-time actor. So, you know, when actors only do stuff part-time, part-time workshops, hobby, no one's going to take an interest in them because they want to know that, you know, um, you're investing in your in your career, you know, and training is a key essential thing that, that, that you need in, in, in to, to move on to the next level. So um, our students are taking ongoing classes, you know, and, and not only do we teach acting, we also teach the business of acting. All the stuff we do, you, see, not only do you, you have to teach the actors, you have to give them the tools for the next level. They, they, they don't know it on their own. You know, in our website, we have my book, um, Character Works, which is one which is free to the actors. And there's also um, Maximizing Your Online Presence. You know, these days, what got me into uh, Philly, Baltimore, Chicago, Ros- I'm also in Roswell, New Mexico. I don't know if I told you that. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I opened John up is a... So uh, good he's te- yeah, John is so good, he's uh, teaching people from out, out, off the planet. Other planets. Yeah. Teaching aliens. No. Reality is. He's so good they come here for his training. No, no, no. I mean, I, well, between you and I, and this is for another, another day, I have a military, I'm the only acting teacher with a military contract. Um, Oh, wow. I can tell you, you know, um, but then I have to kill you. But, But, um. It's just not too long ago, uh, William. Uh, John had a student all coming all the way from Australia to train with him. Oh yeah. Oh wow! Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, so and, I want to um, move on to my next my next uh, question. Charles, I'll start with you. We'll go, go Charles, Paul, and and John. Why does um, Charles have all the fun? <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way it is. 
he's closer to me, so he, get, he gets all the he gets you first dibs, man. That's how it works. First, okay, fine. H <laughs> before beauty. Yeah, that's dirty. <laughs> H before beauty. Okay, I'm so older than them all. <laughs> uh, what are some good tools for getting started in voiceover? In voiceover, well. The first yep. thing to do is to get some training in voiceover, actually, because that's a completely different uh, art as far as uh, performance goes and, you know, production goes. Uh, you know, you've got to take speech lessons. You've got to learn how to manipulate your voice correctly. Uh, you've got to be able to read copy clearly and understand what kind of message the copy is trying to convey, whether it be for a commercial or if you're doing uh, reading books for the blind, uh, there's quite a bit involved in voiceover. I mean, uh, one of the more famous voiceover personalities that we've ever heard in our times is James Earl Jones, and he's got one of the most recognizable voices uh, that we've ever heard on uh, voiceovers. So that all comes through training, and so it's just a matter of finding a proper uh, voiceover training coach, and I believe the uh, the Actors Center in D.C. has several training coaches that uh, they offer voiceover training as well. Mm. All right, Paul, how about you? <clears throat> Pass. Next question. Uh, I have done <laughs> like no. I did a voiceover for a friend, but other than that, uh, I've got nothing for you other than to train as an actor and you can use that with your voiceover work. Okay, John, what's your take on that? What? Hmm. Yeah, what's your take on uh, good tools for getting started in voiceover? Well, you know what? First, you have to evaluate. A lot of people think they have the correct voice. They, They may sound good, but they have no marketing um, my ex-girlfriend was a, was a uh, voiceover producer, and all my friends used to come and go, oh, John, can you introduce my girlfriend? Can you introduce my girlfriend? I'm like, you know what? No. You know, I don't do that, Jade. <laughs> but you know what? No, no, you know what I mean? Because she discovered a lot of famous, you know, bands when she did her jingles and, you know, Five for Fighting. Remember the, the band Five for Fighting? I don't know their songs, but they're, they're famous. Uh-huh. But, you know, in her words, she said it better than me, that you have to understand your marketability. You know, uh. you have to have a clear, precise pen. You, does, your, does your area call for, Every area calls for voiceovers. You know, and I tell uh-huh. my students, um, there's edgestudios.com, which is a free online uh, voiceover uh, uh, domain, which gives you hundreds. Thousands of every kind of um, voiceover uh, thing you could come across. Scripts, um, character scripts, bilingual scripts. It even covers uh, different languages, Korean, Farsi, uh, whatever language they speak in Pakistan. Um, It covers everything. You know, there's other people more... um, more, uh, able to get into the voiceover market. You know, I know there's an, a young lady in your area, Melissa, that's everyone goes to for the, in, in the area for, for voiceovers. 
But, you know, it's important that you, one, are marketable and, and you have a game plan, you know, and they put themselves with coaches that, um, you know, coaches in your area that, that kind of meet your uh, your your voiceover needs. Um, I don't specialize in, in voiceover. Um, character development, uh, on-camera film, you know, on-set location, char- character building, character development, and ballistics is, is my, um, you know, um, thing. But, you know, I, I think we're one of the few people that recommends, you know, our students to try other teachers. You know, you know without um, Lee Strasberg, I wouldn't have found out about Stella Adler. Without Stella Adler, I wouldn't have found out about Bobby Lewis. Without Bobby Lewis, I wouldn't have found out about, you know, whoever. So, you know, it's important that, um, you know, you, you check out a whole realm of teachers. You know, I, I do commercial. We do commercial uh, voiceovers in class, but it is not our specialty, you know, rather than, uh, you know, uh, dish out, a student dish out a whole uh, would check for, for something. We offer it as as a, as a, you know, uh, every couple of months we offer a voiceover within our regular class. But as far as a voiceover um, teacher, I am not. Okay. Are you Fair sad enough. now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Charles, so let's talk about, uh, you know, YouTube and new media is uh, really, really huge right now. And, you know, people self-tape and they, they put themselves on YouTube so talk about some uh, YouTube tips for actors. Well, for actors, if they're going to be putting together a reel for themselves on YouTube, um, it's best to keep it at uh, two minutes or less and put their best performance first. When they structure it, actually, they should put their headshot at the beginning with their contact information And then immediately, the first thing is their first clip, and it should be their face that the whoever's viewing the tape uh, or viewing the file should see their face and them first, not some other actor. And, of course, put their best performances together. And uh, a lot of our students now that we're actually taping in John's class in Baltimore, uh, they do several scenes, and then they've contacted me to put their reels together. So... What I'll do is I'll collect some of the footage that they've done uh, for performing with uh, actual either commercials or programs that they've been on, plus some of the scenes that we've done in our class, and I assemble that for them in a two-minute type video. All right. Okay. Paul, what uh, tips would you give actors for YouTube? In terms of actors using YouTube, as a tool to yeah. post their their videos. Um, as long it's it's kind of touchy. Uh, it's good for putting demo reels on there. Uh, it's good for putting some of your clips of you know some of the stuff that you've done. Um, but you have to pick and choose what you want the public to see. And yeah. it all it's all going to depend on what kind of image you're trying for, i.e. what your brand is as an actor. You know, you don't want to put um, stuff of 
you and talking to your cat on your YouTube video. Um, <laughs> you will, you should have a separate, you know, Paul Chapman as an actor YouTube channel that you just post stuff that's applicable to your brand as an actor. So you just got to use it as a tool to promote yourself um, to what you want to portray and, you know, not just throw stuff up there just, you know, willy-nilly. Because, I mean, come on, anybody can see it. So you just have to be careful. Mm, That's right. Okay, John, uh, what's your advice on that subject? Oh, basically you were talking about new media and what else? Yeah, YouTube. Basically, uh, YouTube tips for actors. You know, online we probably have about 10,000 videos. It's not just the video itself. Um, I tell anyone in doing a video um, to to have a clear, precise um, plan before they do that. It's not only that... um, they have to know properly how to keywords and meta tags. You know, I, I know a lot about what's called SEO. Do you know what SEO is, Will? It is a search optimization engine. Yes. See, when, when you go on something, you're only looking at the physical video. But there's certain coding that happens within the video itself. <clears throat> when I... When we film Charles, I, and Paul, we film people. We have a pre-plated, pre-made SEO template that's already, as their video goes up on Vimeo and YouTube, it's already connected with a, with an, a pre-made SEO template. And um, this is guarantees the students higher uh, results in the search engines. You know, like when you click on, like, well, you go on YouTube, of course, right? Yeah. It's, it's not luck that gets somebody in the YouTube up there on top. It's careful planning and, and knowing proper keyword. Like if you go into your YouTube, you'll see um, along the left-hand side SEO and meta tags and keywords and all these things. Right. It is important to know. Like, you know, um, now when your stuff, now your stuff is on podcasts, right? Exactly. Now, Apple already pre-plans and meta tags those, those things for optimization. Um, normally, actors do not know about this. They just put a YouTube up there and throw it in the wind. When we're putting it up there, it's carefully planned. There's SEO words that are crucial to, to make them higher in the, in the, in the uh, search results in ranking, you know, whether it be YouTube or Google, and that's important. Same thing if you do a, uh, let's say, a new media agreement with a web series, um, uh-huh. which is, you know, goes, goes up on YouTube. There's marketing, there's planning, there's correct keywords, there's search words, there's tag words, all these meta tags. All these things are essential. Um, these are the things people don't see. Same thing when, you know, it's like a website. Um, when you put acting classes, depending upon your location, I'll usually show up 
page one, two, or three in the search engines. It's because right. of careful keyword, meta tagging, backlinks. So you want to have all this stuff. So it's, it's essential when an actor is doing YouTube, one, it's got to be clear. It can't be just some, that's why it's, it's important that it get done by a professional and these little iPhone videos, you know, there, there's a problem with iPhone videos for YouTube, which is, yeah. you know, people want to look at themselves when they're filming and the camera shows mm. them looking at themselves is turning mm. the camera around the other way. So you can't see yourself. Now, what happens is when they're when the camera, when their iPhone or Samsung or Android, if they're looking at themselves, it is the opposite mirror effect. What they have to do is turn the camera around so it's not facing them, you know, and put a little right. dot or something on the camera, and make sure your eyes don't wonder, because you know if they're going to turn that in, I, I've seen people says, "Oh, can you look at my YouTube?" audition. I did it on my iPhone. I'm like, you were mm. looking at the camera, mother. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> you know, and they keep looking at themselves. And reality is that view screen on that iPhone or that view screen on that Samsung or Android or that view screen on the computer is to a casting director an indication of how you will be received on television. And if you're looking mm. down or you're turning in a shabby uh, video, it's a reflection of who you are. We are in a business. Mm. I tell my actors, sure, you're actors, la, 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 la. But you're also business, business people. Now, you recently um, interviewed Johnny Alonzo. Right. Right? Johnny Alonzo yep. is one of my clients. When he comes to my class, he tells my students – we are all auditioners until the last man standing. You are all auditioners. So understand the art of the audition. It is key. You know, we live in a town where, you know, it, 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 is, it is war. Not war in the sense of killing, but, you know, there, there's one million actors here all vying for the same job. But the difference between us here and you guys there, Will, is we have 86 episodics, not to mention hundreds of films. You guys have one episodic, you know, and a couple films, yeah. and you have more people in your, um, from Philadelphia to Charlottesville, more actors there than we have in New York City, and a right. fraction of the work. So what I try to mm. do is what we try to do, Charles, uh, Paul, and I, is bring those people to other markets, such as New York, where I am, or, you know, D.C., where Charles is, or, or Atlanta, where Paul is. Did I get the names right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and not only that is, is, is give them a business plan with their videos because we shoot them on video. And we, not only that, we shoot them and make them look like they could handle the lead. And they put that up on YouTube, and people see that. And it's got to be perfect because it is a reflection of who you are. It is your business. I mean, mm. you know, you, I've seen your shows. You turn out a great show. If you turn out a shabby show, no one would watch it. Same thing. That's if true. you turn out a shabby video, nobody's going to watch it. And some of our videos have been, I mean, some of my commercials have been viewed 70,000, 80,000, 90,000 times. 
you know, because and the other thing I, is, I don't know. And the, yeah. when, when you submit a video for an audition, you've got about 20 seconds to grab that casting director's attention. If you yeah. don't, they move on to the next because they've got, I mean, for, for a, a one or two line speaking role, they've got two, 300 auditions to go through. And if you're not, your lighting's wrong or, or they can't hear you or they can't see your face in the next, in the first 20 seconds, you're done. Yep. So that's why mm. it's important to know how to film and to, and to produce the best film you can. Exactly. And you know, exactly. the thing is, I, I, we also tell people, if, show people if they're going to self tape themselves, we show them how you've, you've self taped yourself. Well, yeah. You know, you've got to lift that, you know, you can't keep the, the, the computer, just say you're filming on your computer or Skyping right. on your computer. You have, you know that little hole in the computer where the camera is. Yeah, the camera. You've yeah. got to lift that, that uh, whatever the hell it's called, that um, computer the webcam. so the eyeball is, is so the camera is eyeball neck to neck with you. Right. And then what you have to do is you have to place a little um, something to the left of it, which is your camera shot, so you could create the perfect sight line. A lot of times actors, when they're creating, when they're turning in their own self-made video, whether it be the phone or whether it be the computer, they're looking down. They're looking Mm. down. They want to see themselves. Casting director does not want to see you looking down. You know, I mean, we instill upon our people that a reflection of how you are on this screen is a reflection of how they see you. And if you turn in a bad video, once they remember you as that person that turned in that bad video, you become the Mm. bad video guy. So you always want to, you know, turn in the best work. You know what? It's part of our class, but if you want to, if you want to, if you have something coming up, not just us, Will, there's other people. You know, you want to invest in a, in a good video. You want to invest in a proper video. And, you know, and you know, I can tell our people, you don't have to come to us. Go to somebody, but go to somebody. Don't do it yourself. There's professionals that do this. Charles does it. Paul does it. I do it. You know, go to someone that's going to make you look great. You know, there's a lot. Now, we also use wired mics. We use wireless mics. Stuff that the, the, the voice is crystal clear. You know, the, like Charles said, the lighting's got to be perfect. The sound's got to be perfect. The shot has got to be great because, once again, that's a reflection of how you're going to be on TV. All right. So we're down to about uh, 12 minutes left. So, um, so Charles, I'm going to pick on you again. So let's talk about some of the latest <laughs> trends. Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the latest trends in uh, headshots and comp cards. I know the rules kind of change. You know, when I started, it was black and white, and it's color. And then comp cards, I don't even uh, – it's been a while since I've seen a comp card. So talk some about the latest trends and uh, headshots and comp cards. Well, I know that uh, a lot of the headshots, <laughs> there are people are going for a little more active headshots. They've got varied backgrounds, their color. Uh, comp cards, as far as comp cards, those are still primarily used mostly for the modeling industry. I know I have several friends that are models, 
and they have comp cards put together. And actually, for an actor, uh, a comp card's not a bad idea because it shows you in various uh, different positions or poses, uh, some wide shots, you know, other than just the standard close-up of you in a headshot. It'll show your full body shots. There's a lot of uh, uh, casting directors now that are asking for, when you submit for a role, they're asking not only for your headshot, but they're also asking for selfies, like uh, standard off-the-cell-phone-type photos of yourself. So there are some ways you can have these done professionally as well and be able to include those. So it's 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 been changing over the years. Like you said, uh, originally the original style was black and white, but now you know with the different uh, mediums that are out there, whether it be still for film or digital or regular uh, analog video, color is now the basis for a lot of the headshots. And if people are going to get a headshot, they should go to a very good headshot photographer and try to get uh, a variety of different facial expressions to see which ones work. I've seen a lot of people that have been posting uh, a lot of their photographs on Facebook and then asking their friends which ones, do they, which ones did their friends like the best. So that might be helpful to a lot of folks who are getting their headshots done as well. Mm. Okay, Paul, what's your take on that? Headshots, definitely color. Definitely color and definitely get it professionally done. I mean, you can get the range of uh, photographers, uh, you know, it's it's quite, I mean, you can spend four or $500 paramount to get it done professionally. Because really when you submit your headshot and resume for a role, that's the first thing they're going to look at. And um, Charles mentioned uh, selfies. Well, a lot sometimes the casting directors want to make sure you actually look like your headshot. Because I've seen headshots from people that are five, six years old, and they don't really <laughs> look the same. Right. So, um, yeah, keep your headshots up to date every three, two, three years. Make sure they're in color. Comp cards, yeah, I've heard that they just use for models. Um, but you know, comp cards are just a marketing tool. So, yeah. Yeah. um, I like to send out postcards. Uh, I think when I, when I got the Imperial Imperium role and, um, there was a release date, I sent out, uh, postcards and postcards made and Adam sent out to agents and casting directors to let them know, Hey, you know, I've got this thing coming up. You should watch. So mm-hmm. uh, that is a good marketing tool for actors. Great, great. Over. <laughs> All right, John. Uh, so, what's your what's your two cents on that? Well, you know, headshots. I, I get um, having a business, and, and I, you know, Charles is going to get it once he's down there in Maryland, and Paul's. I'm sure Paul's going to get it when when he when he when opens up in Atlanta. Get what? But for me, I don't like to push. There's a couple of great photographers in the area. You know, I've had my work done by uh, Herb, TLT Photos. You know, amazing. I mean, but, you know, you, you, have, to, you have to go to whoever you, feel, you know, feel fit. Herb works for me. I don't look good on camera, as you see. <laughs> he makes me look like me. 
You know, I mean, the thing is, I tell actors that before going on to a picking a headshot photographer, there's some photographers that are geared towards Caucasians, and you know, there are other, other headshots that you know they they they're able to 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 find great lighting. Some of them are bad for one thing, others are good in other things. You know, you got to ask yourself a lot of questions. It's important that you. Um, a lot of people think that the highest price is always the best. No. You know, you, you want to ask yourself certain questions. What is a what is a session like? Or or how should I prepare for the shoot? What should I bring to the shoot? What clothes should I bring to the shoot? What happens after the shoot? What do I do before the shoot? Do I shoot indoors, outdoors? How much of the headshots? A whole bunch of stuff. Do I need hair and makeup? These are the things you have to, you know, ask, ask the person. Because a lot of actors just go and they spend money you know, sometimes foolishly, you know, but your your headshot for one thing has to look like you on the best of days. It's like you looking in the mirror and saying, fuck yeah, this is me, you know. <laughs> um, no, no, it, it requires a lot of preparation, makeup, clothing, um, understanding, striking poses. Now, something is coming to light. Since we deal in film and television, which is cinematic, I've seen a lot of people requesting cinematic headshots. Does that make sense, Will? Yeah. Because we deal in cinematic television. Cinematic. They. I, I've had um, people that they they say they want something cinematic. You know. That's where cinematic lighting comes in. Cinematic angles, not just right light. You know, there's there's a lot of photographers that specialize in cinematic lighting, cinematic angles that still make you uh, look like you, but yet the skin has to be great. Everything has to be great. But so you John, have to go and do, do your research. I'm sorry? John, what do you mean by cinematic headshots? You know, the industry like action is action photos? No, it has nothing to do with action. You know, when we film people, um, we're showing them cinematically. When you watch television, Paul, or, or Will, you notice television is a little bit different than real life. There, it's what's called cinematic. There's cinematic angles, cinematic lighting, cinematic shooting. Um, you know, there's photographers. Herb knows more about it than I do, and Sylvia, uh, Sylvia Hoke knows more about it than I do. Um, I, I just tell actors you have to think cinematically for film and television, not with that big, bright smile. Sometimes, um, you know, like Paul, believe it or not, your your headshot is very cinematic. You look like a killer, and I like that. Uh, your headshot is your, okay. Yeah, the headshot. Oh your head. wow! The All right, folks, is, no, we're no, down no, to about the, the, the headshot that's on my yeah. website. That's very cinematic. You don't realize it, but whoever took that shot took it very cinematic. Most photographers are coming and they're doing it cinematically. Without you, te- without telling you, but because maybe the actors wouldn't quite understand it. But that's, that's what's coming great. across these days: is very cinematic headshot. Not you John, know, we're down uh, to uh, seven minutes. We're down to a few minutes. So what I want to do is uh, I'll switch things up, John. I guess we'll start with you. I go reverse order. Just uh, talk about the, uh, the address of the the studio. And then how people can sign up. So I'll just do that for each city. So I'm in Virginia Beach. Well, how do I sign up and where are you? 
Well, in, in, first you go to the website, the new website, which is johnpalattastudio.com, J-O-H-N-P-A-L-L-O-T-T-A, studio.com. In New York, it's, we are in the heart of Manhattan in the theater district, which is 358 West 44th Street. Um, we also have, which is rarely used, a secondary location, which is on Greenwich Avenue. In Philadelphia, we're using the Keystone Lofts, which is um, um, 7201 Keystone Street, uh, Loft 110, and that's Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. In Baltimore, it's 3703 Bank Street, Skyloft, second floor, Studio B, uh, Baltimore, Maryland, 19135. In Chicago, where I'm supposed to be tonight, but Will wanted me here, so I'm here. <laughs> it, it, is, it is 1579 North. When, I, when Will calls, I run. It's 1579 <laughs> North um, Milwaukee Street, North Milwaukee Avenue, third floor, Pentagon Theater, and that is Chicago, Illinois, um, um, I, six, 60611 is the zip code. Um, in Roswell, New Mexico, it's Roswell Little Theater. Just follow the UFOs. Um, <laughs> and then Charles will, take, Charles will take you on. In L.A., I, we're, we're working on the location right now, and probably, um, you know, I don't know what, where she's working on it, but, you know, we'll let you know on the next interview. All right, nice. that's five of my location, six. So Charles, okay, Charles, Paul, Paul, talk a little bit about Atlanta, how people can sign up. Well, um, all the sign-ups will be done through the uh, John Pilata Studio website. I'm still trying to secure, um, finalize the final stages of getting some studio space. So all the, the announcement will be on uh, the website. All right, Charles. And uh, the same goes as far as signing up through the website. Uh, but uh, my current location for we're going to start off small with uh, auditions for at least 10 students. It's going to be at 12411 Buckley Drive in Silver Spring. And I just wanted to encourage all of the folks in the DMV area that are in background as background actors, if you're ready to get out of doing background acting, Sign up for our courses because we'll teach you what you need to know so you can get actual roles. Oh, wow. That's that's awesome. We could do a whole show about that. That's fantastic. Well, guys, I had a lovely time tonight. It's fantastic. It's always to hear from you guys. Um, just really had a lot of fun tonight. All right. Thanks. Well, yeah, I want to thank you for, for supporting us throughout um, our six years in the DMV area in Baltimore, Virginia, Maryland, and Philadelphia. You know, you, you've been a, a part of this success, you know, and I, I look forward to continuing to do business and, and um, you know, meeting you in dive holes. <laughs> That's you right. Know what I mean. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Okay, it, everybody, we'll break legs and everything and have a great night. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, well. William. Have a great night yourself. All right, Thanks. man. Bye-bye. Good night. All right. Bye-bye. Good night. All right, folks out there in Radio Land, remember to do something for your career every single day. 
and break a leg. Good night.